Welcome to the Shine Online podcast. I'm your host and video content coach, Natasha. And after years of being a social media manager for service providers, coaches, and physical product brands while creating content for my own brand, I realized how important it is to infuse video into your strategy, no matter what surface or platform you decide to use for your brand. This podcast will help you create strategic video content that doesn't take away from your business, but fuels its growth. You'll leave each episode with a simpler way to show up with confidence that isn't reliant on the latest trend or gimmicky hacks, but a sustainable strategy. Ready to go from overwhelmed to confident in your content strategy? It's your time to shine. Welcome back to the Shine Online podcast. Today, we're doing something a little bit different, and I'm actually bringing you behind the scenes of a coaching call with me inside my program, The Video Content Camp. As you listen to this, doors are opening for our summer enrollment. And this program was created for entrepreneurs and creators that want to create strategic video content without the latest trends or gimmicky hacks. And it will help you build the systems and skills you need to sustainably show up and see results with your video content through things like curriculum, the workbook, and coaching calls just like these. With these coaching calls, we cover everything from strategy, mindset, your content, and they are monthly. And one of my favorite elements of the camp, and they're also the campers' favorite elements as well. And when you join, you also get access to past replays, which are just as valuable. And if you're interested at all in joining us in the camp, I will leave all the details in the show notes. But not only do you get coaching on monthly calls like this, but you also have a feedback form where you can submit things at any time that you need feedback, coaching, questions, audits on. There's also other types of calls that you can attend as a part of the camp. We have an expert guest session coming on. We have quarterly sprints where we're essentially like a mixture of like co-working and brainstorming to plan your content for the next quarter and also some upcoming workshops that I cannot wait to share about. So definitely check out the details for the camp. We would love to welcome you inside. And if you're wanting to get a little bit of a sneak peek of what it's like inside the camp, on this call, I am coaching two of our campers, Silka, who is a hairstylist, and Tracy, who is a best-selling romance author. So as you can see, the camp has welcomed a lot of different industries, niches, backgrounds. On this coaching call, I first dive into actually planning a launch for Tracy and how she can add in more video, how she should create her content plan and giving her an action plan there. Also, we're talking about a mindset shift that Silka really needed in terms of what is too much to share, what is too boring, and what does your audience want to see? And why boring content on your stories is actually really important for landing clients. And then we also dive into stock content, which if you're not new to this podcast or to my social media world, you know stock content is one of my favorite concepts to encourage my clients to do. And I talk about two categories of stock content you should be creating. So if you want to learn more, tune into this behind the scenes sneak peek into a monthly camp coaching call. But I'm okay. also aware that the type of graphics or feed post I would do 
change depending on what's happening. So with my book coming out in July, now and leading up, especially in June, is going to be a busy time for posting. And there's a lot more. Right. More content. Yes. Yes. More of those types of things that are like reviews from trades and, you know, blurbs from authors and, you know, just reminders like the book is coming out and maybe yes. quotes from the book, like all of that stuff is more around when the book is coming out than it is yeah. something year round. Although what I've learned from the camp is that I could repurpose a lot of that into video content throughout yes. the year to engage my current readers and, you know, new readers. So I, I do have an eye towards that. But a lot of what I'm getting ready to put out typically would just be feed posts. They would not be video. Um, right you know, because they're graphic stuff, but yeah, it's more information. And that makes total sense. And for you, one thing that I would maybe consider thinking about, I mean, I know you're about to go into a launch, but it sounds like for you, obviously, a big part of your strategy is going to be on that launch cycle of when you're launching a new book versus when you're just creating your regular content and nurturing your community or growing your community. So that's going to be really helpful for you to know because you're going to be able to see, okay, when I'm in nurture and grow mode, I'm probably going to want to maybe be posting one graphic a week and maybe two to three reels a week, which really helps you see, okay, that's going to be three posts, three to four posts a week in my regular kind of just nurture growing season. And I'm going to learn and lean into certain pillars for that. But then when you're in a launch, I'm sure you already know there's going to be very obvious things you're going to be wanting to cover with those types of graphics, announcements, details, reviews, pre-orders. I'm sure you know all this better than I do, but that should be really the base and foundation of your launch content. Just start with those feed posts and graphics you already know you're going to need to be cranking out for the book launch and then build from there. So two ways that you can build from there. And I literally was just doing this for our upcoming summer launch. So I will create a little Loom video on how I repurpose and build and think about my content because I think it might be helpful for you all to see kind of how I think about the ratio when we're in a launch versus just when we're creating our regular smegular content. But what I would recommend thinking about is from the content that I'm already creating, what can be turned into a video? So when you're announcing the book, that's be a great opportunity to show, you know, maybe share your favorite part, give some details, where they can buy it, what it's about, all those types of things. Or maybe while you're starting to tease leading up to the book launch, maybe you share like your favorite character, your favorite moment or your favorite quote or your favorite elements about the book that you just wrote or kind of behind the scenes or the process or all these different types of things, right? Like what are the content you already have as like your foundation? That's your graphics and just put videos on that. And the other thing I would think about is where are the gaps? Because we all know with like feed posts and graphics, you're reading a graphic, you're looking at a visual, you're reading a caption, but it's completely different than the experience that we get with video because it is so dynamic, right? There's movement, there's audio, there's all these different elements. So I want you to think about where the opportunities could be for you to build what I'm thinking is going to be a little bit more of a connection with this new book first with your your current audience and current readers but then with people that might also discover that content so 
I know you kind of asked a broad question, but I feel like I had to kind of give some launch strategy there. I feel like that was more what you're needing some support with. So let me know your thoughts there. This is all very helpful because I think part of also what I learned in the camp is realizing that the way I see things is not necessarily how my fans or if it feels weird to people in their feeds see things. And so like what you were saying before camp, I'd be like, nobody cares or wants to Mm -hmm. see me do that. But I know from the camp, from doing my own sort of looking at other people and what you said that there are that readers do get excited about that stuff in a way that I would just be like, (laughs) what am I doing? So that has been big mind shift too so yeah yeah oh I love that mindset shift because yeah the things that are easy to us I'm like I've already talked about video content who wants to hear me talk about it again but y'all want me to hear me talk about it again right (laughs) so I think it's like really getting comfortable with what feels boring and not interesting or like it, it probably is to your people so I'm so glad that you had that aha moment as well Silka, what's up? I have some questions about stories. I was, okay. my, I intend to go through a story challenge and I've been doing this for a long time. I get to the two truths and a lie and I'm like, what should I say? Mm-hmm. I don't know if people know me well enough to even know any of these things. Do I need to talk about myself first and then post them? You know, the overthinking mm-hmm. hat just goes into overdrive when I start thinking about, when I have that on my list. This is what I'm going to post today, these stories. And yeah. It's like, I was gonna say like as a hairstylist Silka I feel like what you have the unique opportunity when it comes to your video content is like not only do they want to trust you with their hair they want to trust you to like sit in your chair and like feel like you guys can chat and get along and feel connected and feel safe right so I know it seems random to do the two truths and a lie and like share the things that have absolutely nothing to do with hair with your people, but it actually has everything to do with the service that you provide of like, I want to go into your chair because I know just a few extra things about you that's going to make me feel connected. So hopefully that will help you kind of like put the pieces together of like, why am I sharing this? And how does it have to do with me selling my service? Does that kind of make sense? It does. And I actually a little bit talked about that yesterday because one of the I did my like, talking to camera test list yeah. and I had a consultation. And I don't think most people think about having a consultation or if they do, they think of it only from the perspective of their hair and yeah. not whether they like the stylist, right? Or they like the stylist space or whatever yeah. it is. So I did mention a little bit about like, okay, it's for the hair and she has concerns, but we also need to see if we're a good fit between totally. me to her and her to me. So that does make sense. As I was talking um, to uh, Natasha and Lauren about, as a writer, not understanding the value that fans or readers see outside of my books, like not understanding what they would be interested in, thinking, oh, this is boring. Why would they care about this? But Mm -hmm. as a Black woman who is obsessed with my hair, If there were a a, a beautician or stylist that is almost like my friend, you know, so like Mm -hmm. all these questions we have about what we could do just about hair in general, like knowing you're a person that if I'm on your feed, I can see like all these 
I could have questions that, that you answer. So like, I'm sure people ask you all the time, like questions like the person who asked you that one question <laughs> and you could turn each of those into a, a story that becomes part of your highlight or real or something like every one question could be a video of you answering it and then not only do you have content but you're also i'm i'm sorry but you're also like creating that relationship right that passion yeah. so that if i lived in your area i'd be like i have to go to her because i've watched her videos and know her and like all of that stuff like mm. i'm just thinking of all the stuff i <laughs> I would ask you and want to yeah. see from you. Well, feel like... free to message me what your questions are because I always think of it. I mean, I try to think of it from my perspective from when I was sitting in the chair versus being behind the chair. But because I feel like I'm a little bit of an out, well, not an outlier, because there's also like two camps. There are people that are really into doing their own hair and they would learn the mm -hmm. stuff, do the stuff themselves. So they, they're a little bit here. And then you have the people that they want to look good, but they don't want to do nothing. Right. And those are, the, there's a gap there. And sometimes I'm talking to these people and I forget that's right. really these people because these people aren't going to the salon as much anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, I think there's a lot of great ideas in what Tracy was saying, but I think the overlap there is what you're an expert at, which you already do so well in your content, whether you're teaching me how to do it, or you're showing me that you can do it. That is the, the overlap of you showing how you do a wig for your client is also showing someone that just needs consulting or just wants the advice or the tips and education. Both camps are going to find that really helpful. So I hope you feel assured that you're already doing that with your video content. And I definitely think that Tracy got brought up a really great point. I think that's what makes these types of calls and the connections in the camp so special is that like sometimes just having that conversation with someone that is a potential ideal client allows you to see, wow, like connection point really matters for Tracy when she's deciding on where she wants to get her hair done. So maybe with what kind I got inspired with that stories challenge prompt, maybe that could be a series where maybe it doesn't have to be a question I directly get asked, but maybe it's a question you're curious about of like, what do you eat for the day? What is your day, your daily routine like? I know you always share that you do your your yoga classes in the morning. And a part of me like wonders, like, first of all, I feel like with what you do in your job is probably so physical. Like you're on your feet, you're moving around all the time. I'm like, how do you have the time and energy to do that? Does that give you time and energy? Like, have you always done yoga and fitness or is that something new? Like, I feel like there's little things that in your already really valuable content um, that maybe the stories challenge can kind of inspire that those little things things that seem unrelated I are Tracy's proving are actually really important for certain people that might be looking for it when they're choosing to work with you so I think that's a an interesting idea to kind of think on okay yeah I agree and I do sometimes think close well, to that say more do more but or not more but just be more detailed but then you always that stupid question say stop that limiting thought is boring mm -hmm. I'm boring <laughs> like, what if boring is not bad? What if boring isn't bad? 
What if it's okay to be like, it kind of gives that relatable energy of, oh, this person isn't like going and climbing a mountain today completely randomly and like breaking a world record. Like this person is just like me doing the same things I do every day. That's interested in the same things I'm interested in every day. Yes, boring is like that, that calming content. Um, I know I've mentioned it a few times in the, the camp and in my content before, but it's like that concept of a comfort creator, right? People have those comfort creators they go back to because they know they're probably going to see the exact same type of content all of the time. And that is comforting for them. They're like, this feels good because I know Natasha's always going to post her matcha. I know I'm going to get that. And if I don't, I'm going to riot about it, you know? Um, so I know it seems like silly and like, there's no way people care. But the people that are especially on stories, those are the types of buyers that want to feel connected to you when they buy. Someone that's on your feed, going and looking for all the details and your link in bio and looking at your services, that's a different type of buyer, right? But the person that feels like they need to be connected with you, they, they really are going to care about those small things. And I think that muscle of understanding that boring is not bad and that it can be a good part in your content, that it doesn't need to be like the craziest thing that's ever happened to you to be really effective and interesting and worth sharing. That's probably going to be a muscle for you. That's going to be a little uncomfortable to, to work at times. I mean, when I started sharing my summer camp things of me, like working on my gardening and stuff, I'm like, no one cares about my garden. They just like, they're like, the matcha is enough, girl. Like, put the gardening away. But it's something that I'm interested in. It's something that I care about. And it's something that people are DMing me about and they're caring about too. Um, so just know that it's okay that it feels weird that people would care about those things. Like, it's okay that it feels a little uncomfy right now. Thank you. Yeah. So I was also thinking about the story, my like, why I got into business um, thing. And so this is, I guess, just brainstorming. I was thinking about doing that, like, get ready with me, but like doing my hair yeah. and about what, like, well, washing my hair and blow dry, well, drying it, but I don't know. Yes. And talk, but does that sound like um, it makes yes. sense? Totally. Absolutely. I really like the get ready with me's that I'm going and doing something when you're talking. Um, that's something that is kind of hard to nail. And I feel like you do it pretty smoothly. I know it's probably not easy all the time. Like it's, it is a little multitasking, but I love how you're infusing what you do visually with talking about something that's like a little bit different in your pillar strategy. But I think that at least quarterly, we all should be doing a reintroduction of who we are, what our stories are, what we do. I think it should be a core piece of content we're always doing. So I think that's a great way of visually presenting it. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's, a, that's helpful because sometimes I wonder about like, okay, I could be doing this, but does this go? And I guess the same thing kind of applies with the stock with like a quote video too. I don't necessarily have to be doing exactly what I'm talking about in the quote. Cause I think sometimes I get stuck with that. Like, oh, I don't have a blow dry yeah. video. I can't talk about blow drying in my 
in my clothes. Another thing that I have like started to kind of tie together with stock content is that um, there's kind of two different options you can choose for the stock content you choose. It could either be visually representing what you're doing, which would you which you kind of mentioned, or it should tie back to your content pillars. So for example, one of my content pillars is entrepreneur wellness. So sometimes I might be sharing something related to video content, but I may be sharing it while I'm walking on my walking pad or I'm making my morning matcha. It's not random because it is an intentional part of my brand and my pillars, but it also has not like specifically anything to do with what I'm sharing, but it does because it's my brand. So I actually think that your stock content can be a great way to visually show your content pillars with those connection points. But the content can of course be about that core, those core content pillars of what you're actually doing, what your expertise is. So I feel like that's been a, a, a really great way for me to view my own stock content of like, it's either showing my, my content pillars and my brand, or it's actually showing what I'm talking about. And both can be really effective options with the caveat that Lauren said of like, let's not be confusing to people. We want to make sure we're not like showing the opposite or a contradiction of what we're actually talking about, which for the most part is pretty easy to avoid. Great questions. Tracy, I know this is like your first coaching call. We gave you a lot with your launch stuff and then was like coaching <laughs> Silka on some things too. So I'm curious if like you have any last thoughts or questions as we're ending things off. No, um, I was thinking about what you told me, but also listening um, as you were coaching Silka. And that was really helpful too. Just like things that you told her were things that I've, could incorporate in some way into what I'm trying to do too. So yeah. Perfect. It's all good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, that call was so good. I really hope you enjoyed getting a little bit of a behind the scenes look into what it's like to be coached by me inside the video content camp. Doors are opening. So if you're interested in joining us in the camp and getting access to monthly coaching, quarterly sprint calls, our curriculum, workbook, and feedback support, then I highly recommend checking out all the details and joining us for our summer enrollment. Hope to see you inside the camp. Thank you so much for tuning into the Shine Online podcast. I hope this episode has helped you find a simpler way to show up consistently on video. If you loved what you heard, please share this episode with a business owner you know who is struggling with content and video in their business. Or connect on Instagram at Shine with Natasha by taking a screenshot and sharing your biggest takeaway. See you in the next episode.